NBC says they are terrifying financial trade-offs. I think they're everyday life. How my Apple Watch fits into the middle of a financial dilemma. And dinner party problems. We're going to talk about that. How much does it take to be in the 1% in your state? All of that today. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel and happy Monday. I'm going to call it Money Monday because it appears we're talking about money topics today, I guess. I wonder what's on all, our, all of everybody's minds, right? Money. Uh, we're going to be talking about that this Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to October. It is October 2nd. October 1st was yesterday. My Zoom call with my patrons. Thanks to, ones, thanks to the ones who did show up. Thank you so much. We'll do it again in two weeks so I can stay in touch with you. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. I got a lot on my mind. Uh, but let, a lot of it has to do with money. Um, I'm feeling the pinch. You're feeling the pinch. We're all feeling the pinch. I went and got gas uh, yesterday. It was five fifty a gallon. They were just unashamed about it. Like, yeah, we're raping you so much. I mean, truly, when I finished pumping gas, I felt like they should give me a cigarette and a cab fare or something. I was like, what the, you know, what the hell? Uber. Uber. <laughs> Is that how they send tricks home nowadays in Uber? How do you send a trick home nowadays? Uh, same way you got there, I suppose. So probably an Uber. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> oh, Terrell's already talking about tricks. Yes, he is, honey. They ain't just for kids, <laughs> silly rabbit. Uh, and I want to tell you two things. Uh, first, I want to talk about a dinner party I went to over the weekend with two very charming people, one I've known for a very long time. Uh, but it brought up so many issues of America. Like right there in front of me, you know, in, in Henderson, Nevada, there were issues from the news right in front of me. And to see them so vividly illustrated uh, was remarkable to me. So I went to dinner with a friend and he lives with a girlfriend, although they've been together for some time. So uh, they're a couple, uh, but they're, they're not married. So they're still just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever, out in, you know, partners, boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever. And she has four children, all of which live at home. And they're all in their 20s. Okay. Four children, four, all of them between the ages of 21 and 28, and all of them living at home. That was eye opening to me. Uh, and she says they do it as much for them as for her because she was a divorced uh, single mom. Uh, couldn't afford a house where they were looking down in L.A., so bought in Las Vegas, uh, and needs the help with the mortgage as much as the kids need the break with the mortgage. Uh, and so, although she did, it was so funny, Steve said uh, something about money and the kids and working, and she said, oh, no, they all have jobs. They all pay their rent. You know, they, they all make enough. And Steve, right when she said make enough, Steve said, to leave home? And she's like, well, no, not quite that much. One of them wants to be a professional video gamer. Uh-huh. Already has sponsors, by the way. Uh, the other one sat at a video game the entire time we were there. Three and a half hours. He sat at a computer in the same spot, being obese with long oil. He's an incel. I hope they don't listen because he's an incel. He is, he is the definition of incel. 
long, greasy hair, pear-shaped body, out of shape, probably no girlfriend whatsoever, living out his life online through this video game where there were six windows open of six other people that he was constantly talking to, never engaging with any of us, only engaging the people online. If I were writing about someone that was going to become a school shooter, I would, that's the character I would cast. I would cast that person in that role. And then there was the collegiate looking, you know, son who's got the laundry. And then there's the, you know, just four different individuals uh, living there with mom and the boyfriend. And they don't have a retirement plan. You know, they don't, they're living check to check. And it's funny or wasn't funny. I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, she asked uh, Steve why he doesn't talk to his sisters. And he, Steve said, because they're Trump-supporting bigoted Christians who constantly denounce me for being gay. And she said, well, I'm all of those things, and I'm just not a nut. And, and my, my jaw just fell open. Like, you can't say you are a Trump-supporting Christian and follow that up with, but I'm not a nut. The fact that you support Donald Trump and that you are, in fact, a Christian that believes in a fairy tale and some guy in the sky, that makes you a nut by definition. A nice nut, a kind nut, a very, you know, a sweet nut to talk to and so nice to open your home. But at the same time, you're a nut. And so, of course, she then began to preach to us about how God accepts us and, on, and you know, I could care less. I don't care if you're one of the Christians that say God accept, accepts me for being gay or whatever. I could, I could really care less what your fairy tale says about me. Uh, but it was nice of them to cook vegan, and they did. Uh, they, they made pasta with shrimp, but they made a separate batch for me. Uh, and they discovered they could cook with olive oil. They didn't know you could make pasta with olive oil. Um, so it was very nice of them, and she made wonderful little spiders out of Oreos. She used pretzels for legs. Uh, because I said I could eat Oreos because I was joking when I said, hey, Oreos are vegan, you know. Uh, so they got some. So it was very nice of them. And it was it was nice to be out and, and be at a, you know, a dinner party, well, a dinner, you know, or a gathering. But it really did just exemplify America to me. Here we have a Trump voter who lives with her four sons. And she thinks that's okay. She thinks the economy being that way is okay. And she somehow thinks that Donald Trump cares enough to want her life to change, you know? And, and I, of course, wasn't going to talk politics and, you know, all of that. So I just sort of, I really did clam up a little bit. I wasn't very gregarious at this party, which is, you know, not like me. But I just, you know, I just thought, nah. it sort of turned me off when she said she was a Trump supporter. And then I started wondering about my friend of 23 years, and they're not vaccinated. They're not vaccinated, I found out last night. And you know what? I Time is now to be vaccinated. So it was just, it was Americana is what it was. And for me, the saddest part was all of them having to live together in a three-bedroom house because of economics. And of course, economics is what the show is heavy on today uh, because there's so many stories of economics in the news. And so we'll finish up this segment with talking about the 1%. We all kind of want to be in the 1% because the 1% are obviously who everything is set up for. 
550 a dollar gas that's not for you or me we can't pay that you know that's for the one percent i am literally debating not having the car now steve gave me the lexus rx 300 2001 or 2002 something like that it takes 15 gallons to fill it at 550 that's 80 90 dollars to fill up that means i can only go through one tank a month we're going to be talking about financial decisions we're all making in our lives in the next segment. I can only, I, I, no matter what, I can't use it to where I have to do two, two tanks of gas a month. I can't afford that. And then 170 for insurance. So one tank of gas and insurance is 250 to 260 a month for the car that I don't use every day. And I'm sitting here thinking, maybe you should get rid of it. You like it. You like the convenience. It's a beautiful car. I like the convenience of having it. Like yesterday, it was great to have. So when I came home at night, I, you know, wasn't out on the bike. It, you know, Ember has a car seat. It's nice, but it's literally, literally almost $10 a day for a car. $10 a day. And in your life, your car is probably taking more than that. Your car is probably taking $20 or $30 a day. A day. You know, with gas, maintenance, the car payment, cars can be 900 bucks a month. That's $30 a day. Well, you know, there's only so much of the pie that we're getting. And that's, that's a big chunk. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you how much it would take to actually be in the 1% in your state. <laughs> Excuse me. We're going to talk about Time Magazine or NBC. And they're terrifying sacrifices, they say. Don't you hate when you're going to choke on your own spit? Don't you hate that? I'm going to. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. All right, it is the Carell cast. I am Carell. And so in the, to be in the 1% in America, all right, and, and that's really to be, that's what the middle class is. The lower end of the 1% is now actual middle class. Okay, and to be in that, the lowest amount in any state, which is Mississippi, you have to make $640,000 a year. That's right. You have to make $55,000 a month if you're in Mississippi to be in the 1% of wage earners in that state. In Connecticut, it's much higher. Pennsylvania, Delaware, much higher. Massachusetts, California, those are all seven, eight, and $900,000 a year that you have to make to be in the 1%. And the 1% truly is now the middle class. Anything over a million dollars and, you know, you're like in the top half percent. But someone making like, if you're making two to $300,000 a year, that's middle class then. If the 1% starts at 650000 and poverty is 70000 that's a difference. Right there, if you look at, let's just round it off, 600000 for the 1%, 200000 
poverty 70,000 and below. So basically 70,000 through 600,000. Wow, what a spread, right? 530,000, divide that in half. That's $265,000. So to be, if you, do, if you do the math, to be in the middle class in America, you need to make between two and $300,000 a year or twenty dollars to $30,000 a month, either alone or combined. That's to be in the middle class. To be in the 1%, 600000 to a million, depending upon your state. The lowest state, 600000 The highest state was a million. And that's per year. Not That's not net worth. That's what you have to make per year to be in the 1% of wage earners. And, and to be in the middle class, you got to make two fifty dollars to $300,000 a year now. That's to be in the middle class, to be solidly in the middle. It starts at about one fifty. That's where it starts. That's low end middle class and goes up to about three, four hundred or to six hundred thousand. So the middle class is now anything from one fifty to six hundred thousand a year. And then the one percent starts at six hundred thousand and goes up to over a million per year. Can you imagine that? The middle class used to be obtainable because it wasn't that you had to make. $300,000 a year to be considered middle class. But now you do. And we're not. And so that brings us to the NBC News, the terrifying trade-off millions of Americans face as student loan payment resumes. Because let's remember, the Republicans decided that poor, struggling Americans need even more debt. I mean, yeah, they kept the government open for 45 days. Big deal. Matt Gates is going after... Uh, Kevin McCarthy, big deal. In 45 days, they're going to have this showdown all over again, and our lives will be in the balance right around Christmas all over again because they can't do their jobs. Meanwhile, people are starting to have to pay back on their student loans again. So they have cases of people here in NBC and the sacrifices they're going to be making. You know, what sacrifices will they be making? And they have their names and what they do. Uh, Dominique Byers is 29. We put different bills on credit cards. So my credit card payments have ballooned. With this student loan repayment resuming, uh, you know, we just don't know what we're going to do. She owes $60,000. Their monthly payment is going to be $800. Their trade-off is going to be more credit card debt. And they're not going to be able to save for their first child. Because of student loan debt. Pavane Abdi, 34, he's going to quit, become, uh, quit be, she's going to quit being a teacher. She owes $60,000. Her payment's going to go up $200 a month. She's leaving teaching. Can you imagine? Can you, I mean, you got to leave the profession that you got into debt for because you can't make enough money in that profession to repay the debt. And so these people are doing things like putting bills on credit cards. How many of you are having to do that? They're, they're not saving up for their first child. You know, that's, that was uh, Dominique Byers, the Pavane Abdi. She's actually leaving the profession that she went into $60,000 debt to be in. Isn't, I mean, that's, that's hard. That is a horrifying trade-off just because her student loans are going again. Keith Crutchin is 40. He has no significant retirement savings. He feels like he's done everything right. He owes $20,000. His payment's going to be $400 a month. He's going to keep his 21-year-old car because he can't afford a new car. 
Uh, he's going to put off some home repairs, and he's going to skip activities with his two children. Rhiannon and Dodd's Funk 45, uh, they're living on the brink. They're trying to prepare for the nearly $1 million repayment for her and her husband. Their expected payment amount going up every month, $500 each. They're going to give up private office space. They're going to give up cable TV. They're going to give up several phone lines. And so NBC News was talking about what people are doing, how they're, you know, going to make room in their budget for these student loans to start being repaid again. Student loans that they thought were wiped out. Now they're not. And it got me thinking, you know, this Apple Watch on my wrist no longer works properly. The battery only charges to 72%. That's it. It's constantly running down. It's a Series 5. They're at season, Series 9. I use it three to four times every day for my exercise. I keep track of my atrial fibrillation with it. Uh, I keep track of all kinds of things with it. So I use it. I agonized all weekend long because I have an Apple card, an Apple credit card. So I could buy an Apple Watch for $420 with no interest payments for, 20, for a year. So basically $35 a month for a year with no interest. And I can get a new Apple Watch. But as I was looking at them, I couldn't get the one I really want, the Apple Watch Ultra, because that's $799. It has features that I would use, but it's $800 or $60 a month for the year instead of $30. I never went and got the Apple Watch. I put it in my bag three different times. Well, oh, you can just live with this one. Yeah, you have to charge it several times a day. But, you know, oh, well, it's just an Apple Watch. It just keeps track of your health and your fitness. And, you know, it's not a necessity of life and blah, 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 blah. Are you doing this with, with purchases now? I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, it's 400 bucks. In the grand scheme of life, when I'm 90, if I make it there, I won't look back and say, gee, I wish I hadn't bought that Apple Watch. But I haven't bought it. I need it. To repair this one's 100 bucks. They'll, re they'll repair it, but for $100, put in 300 more, I get a new one. Are you doing this with purchases now? Are you like, well, let's not get that, let's get this, or let's make this last a little bit longer? You know, let's, for the money I'm paying for that car, 170 for insurance, 100 for gas, I should have a nicer car, like an electric car or something. But yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, like three, $400 a month car payment. So are you making trade-offs in your life like the people in the NBC News story? How are you tightening your belt to cope with higher grocery prices, higher gas prices, higher rent, higher mortgages? How are you, what are you doing? I'd love to hear your comments down below or send me comments at reallycorel.com. How are you making trade-offs? You know, for me, I wanted this Apple Watch. I didn't run and buy it. And I still haven't. And I don't know that I'm going to. You know, and I know that you think that, well, that's not a trade-off, Carol. But that's a lot of, you know, I'm only doing one tank of gas in the car. Other than that, I got to use the bike. Because I filled the bike up yesterday and that was $13. But that's only two and a half gallons. So I have to use the bike more. What are you doing in your life to offset the fact that if you make 70 grand or below, you're basically just getting by 
to make you get to be in middle class, you got to make two to three hundred thousand, and to be rich in the one percent, you got to make six hundred thousand to a million per year. What are you doing to offset the enormously increased price of everything? I'd like to know. Put it down below. As for me, I'm cutting back on purchases. I'm not getting the things that I really want. I'm getting cheaper brands. I'm waiting till things are on mega sale, like 40% off sort of thing. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Well, we are on this Money Monday, and, you know, I think about money because of the sphere. The sphere, the MSG sphere opened last night here in Las Vegas, uh, Saturday night, su- Sunday night, Saturday night. I forget which night. It opened over the weekend, and I wasn't there. And it was a U2 concert, and I hear it is spectacular inside. I, I've seen video of the performance and how the entire room sort of just engulfs you in graphics and, and high-def video, and... It's a completely immersive experience. And they say it is beyond incredible and just like the concert venue of the future. The MSG Sphere, sphere, which is the largest sphere in the world, costs $2.5 billion to make. To go to U2 last night, to the opening, the cheapest ticket of the 17,900 tickets available, the cheapest ticket to sit way up in the top was $450, the cheapest ticket, basically an Apple Watch. And someone said, you know, you live in Vegas, but you don't go see many shows. Well, the cheapest ticket to Adele is between two and $400. The cheapest ticket to anybody here is between two and $400. But the seats that you want, the seats where you want to sit, where you can actually see something and, you know, not be in the nosebleeds, those start at 500, go all the way up to 1,500, 2,500, 5,000, 10,000. Last night, there were tickets going for the U2 opening at 7,500 each. And I don't have that. I don't even have three, 400 to, to spend on a ticket to go see an act, no matter how much I love them. I love Adele. I'd love to go see Adele. But I don't even have nosebleed. And I don't want to do no. I'm sorry. I don't want to go to a concert if I have to watch the entire thing on the monitor because I can't see the person on the stage. I'll just watch a concert video. There's no point because that's all you're really doing. Oh, yeah, but you're there and it's live. That's bull crap. That's what poor people tell themselves about their poor seats. And I, I hate to say it that way, but it's true. You know, I've always looked at the high nosebleed seats as for young people, kids, you know, partiers, all of that. If you're serious about seeing a show, you're on the main floor or you're in the first mezzanine level. And those are hugely expensive. And it makes me wonder, who are these people? I'm reading in, at NBC News that people are making trade-offs to start paying their student loans back. That they're keeping their old cars. That they're doing, you heard what they're doing. You know what you're doing. So what are these people doing to be able to afford? Are they members of the 1%? Is that who Vegas now only cares about? The, or, or, and is that who companies only care about? 70000 for a Tesla, you can't, unless you're in the 1%, you can't afford that. 
You can't afford that payment. Well, or solidly in the middle class, unless you're making $200,000 a year or more, you cannot afford a Tesla. Even the $40,000 one. So who's buying them? How come I see so many on the road? The road. I'm so tired of the road. Hello, Ma. I'm at the stadium. Oh, sorry. sorry, I was snapped into Bette Midler. Hello, Ma. It's me. No, no, I'm at the stadium. No, no, I'm just so tired of the road. Y'all don't even know what movie that is. Shame on you. So it makes me wonder, in today's economy, who are these people that are paying all that money to go see you too? How much debt are they? You know, last uh, or Saturday night at the dinner party, um, I, I we commented about this cool ice maker she had. And she said, yeah, you know, they're expensive. We just charge it. You know, we pay for it over time. When you have to charge something, you're living above your means. That's why I'm very hesitant to charge the Apple Watch, even at 0% interest. The fact that I don't have 450 bucks to just give them means I can't afford it. And we are a nation of people who are living and we are buying things that we cannot afford. If you're putting bills on credit cards, then you can't afford the bills. Anything that you put on a credit card is something that you cannot afford. Well, I can afford it. I just can't afford it all at once. No, then you can't afford it. My parents would say, then you should save up until you have it and not, you know, not charge it. But we want it now. We want to see Adele now. So, hey, the card's got a $5,000 limit. If I charge two tickets for $2,500, we'll just pay it off over time. Well, that's what student lo- Look at student loans. You know you have to repay those when you get them. But you think you'll have money. Oh, that's okay. I'll have money. I'll be working. And then you don't have money. And then you're repaying the loans and you're dying. It's the same with credit card debt at 30% interest. You buy a $1,000 ticket to see Adele, it ends up costing you $2,000. So we are all, many, making sacrifices. Some are not. Some are living like it doesn't matter. Some are living like they've got the money. And maybe they do. But statistically, I know they don't. If the 1% of 600000 a year or above, I check to see how many people make between two and 400000 That's 11%. So our middle class, hi, Miss Ember, our middle class in America is basically 11% of the people. That's not, that's not many people in the middle. That's a very little middle, <laughs> you know? And the rest of us are down here looking at gas going WTF. I mean, 550. I went yesterday. It shocked me. The last time I got gas, it was 460, 470. And that was just a month ago. And now it's 550. So what are you doing in your life? Are you giving up things like concerts like you two at the sphere? Are you giving up trips? Or did you go anywhere this summer? Are you going anywhere for the holidays? Are you scaling down the holidays? Are you going to stay home over the holidays? My birthday's in 40 days. I have no plans. I hate when October starts because all of a sudden uh, it, Halloween's here, then my birthday, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's, then it's over. And I don't have the money for all these things. I got nieces and nephews that need presents. I got, you know, I, and they don't need them. But, you know, I don't, I, I'm not looking forward to the holidays. Are you? I think ahead and all I think of is money. 
Holiday dinners, money. You know? Holiday family gatherings, money. Christmas presents, Steve, Daniel, Jake, Heather. Money, 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 money. Oh, Corral, it doesn't have to cost any money for the holidays. Oh, shut up with that crap. Of course it does. Traveling, money. I'd love to travel for the holidays, money. And I, no one's got any. And any that we make, it's going right to rent, mortgages, gas, food. Adele. <laughs> All right, we'll be back on Wednesday. Leave a message down below any trade-offs you're making to get by in the new economy. I am Corel. Be who you want to be. Fun doesn't hurt you, buddy. Much love to you. We will see you on Wednesday. Don't forget to follow me on all social media. It's really Corel. All social. Even the TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. Hey, it's Corel. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really That's youtube.com forward slash really for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really That's patreon.com forward slash really My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.